0: Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real world value. So things are getting very interesting in this whole metaverse world, this race to have digital supremacy. And when I say metaverse, in case you're not familiar with the whole concept, a metaverse is going to be basically a digital world that we can step into. Of course, there's going to be the real world, the physical world where we're currently living, but the metaverse is going to be like a, a digital virtual reality world in which we can interact with one another, assume different personalities, if you will, or even just bring our current personalities into a digital form. And there's different variations of how this will be implemented. People have different visions in the space. But what I'm going to really speak about today is Facebook, or shall I say Meta's whole approach to the space, how they're trying to look at it. And in true Facebook fashion, not only are they trying to be a major player, but they're trying to actually be the central figure, the absolute dominant market leader, and they want to really have this space for themselves. And let's be honest, you know, many of us are very critical of Facebook, what we have uh, been through, what we've seen, the different mistakes they have made through the years and what have you. So coming into this place, uh, a lot of people are very skeptical as to what's really going on, but be sure that one thing is true is Mark Zuckerberg and his team and everyone, they're very forward thinking. And at this point, pretty much everyone around the world either has a Facebook account or at least knows about a Facebook and doesn't want to be on the platform. But generally speaking, we're talking about billions of users, which was just mind blowing to me when I came on the platform and uh, I believe it was 2005, it was when I was my freshman year of college and my my roommate um, said to me, well, I missed a class and I was saying, oh boy, I don't know what the assignment is. Um, how am I going to figure this out? Um, you know, basically has to track down someone that was in that class. And, you know, this is our first year on campus, what have you, and I'm still, you know, not from with everyone, but he goes, uh, just find somebody on Facebook and ask them. So I said, Facebook, what are you talking about? So this was when it was just strictly for college students and what have you, and you needed your university email address to actually be on the platform. And at that point to think that, okay, billions of people, parents and grandmothers, and everyone's going to be on this platform, businesses, I would have been like, no way. Not to mention at that time, the dominant social media platform was MySpace. And most people today don't even remember MySpace or if they remember it. They are just being, you know, very nostalgic. They were early in the space, what have you. But really anyone that's under, let's say 25 years old right now probably has no clue what MySpace is. So needless to say that as if you ever seen that movie, uh, Social media. I don't know how accurate that is to all the details, but you know, Mark Zuckerberg is a cutthroat businessman, and I'm not saying that in a negative way. I'm talking about he's regular. Uh, he he's ready to be dominant and take care of his space, and he his goal is is very it's it's broad, it is big, and he's ruthless in getting there. This is just like Steve Jobs with Apple, Bill Gates with Microsoft, or really any titan that's in any space. Well, that's the same approach that he approaches things, and a lot of the time, you know, because of that, there are some criticisms of how he does things, but generally speaking, how he's coming to this whole metaverse space and trying to get into digital currencies and crypto and Web3 and all that, people are very skeptical for the simple fact that he, his whole business model is everything being centralized through Facebook. Generally speaking, they make all their money through advertising. They just want to drive as much traffic, has as many accounts, connect as many people as for free. That way, they can sell advertising and make all of their money, and really... I don't believe that's going to change because it has worked for them so well. It is obviously by far the most dominant marketing platform in the world right now. That is literally how they make all their money. Um, I, I've been following them for years, literally from when uh, Sheryl Sandberg came over from Google, who was running their ads uh, department, what have you. And of course, Mark Zuckerberg swept her up and uh, made her an offer she could not refuse. She became a, uh, started running their ad division. And from there, uh, the rest is history, right? Facebook took over the world. And really, if it wasn't for that ads division, Sheryl Sandberg, jumping on the team. Who knows where Facebook would be right now? Maybe the way of MySpace, but I don't know. But anyways, needless to say, very aggressive as far as taking on a space, as far as uh, acquiring talents, acquiring companies. And there's even a term in corporate speak saying that uh, zucking. And zucking is basically when uh, a competitor comes out and if Facebook cannot buy that competitor, well, they create a feature that basically puts them out of business because it is much easier to integrate a feature that is making a platform popular than it is to uh, build an entire uh, base and attract the the billions of people that are already on Facebook. And just to give you an example, um, Snapchat. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg tried to buy Snapchat for I believe it was $3 billion. They rejected the offer. And if you don't know what Snapchat is, because Snapchat is really sort of uh, died down from a dayday, really this whole idea of uh, posting something uh, sharing it with people and it disappears after a period of time, that really was pioneered by Snapchat. That's what made it important and really rose To uh, prominence, and because of that, uh, Facebook wants to have the whole social media market messaging and everything uh, under wraps and just really have that under the lock and key under their dominance. So when Snapchat refused that offer to be purchased, these were some 20 uh, year old kids at the time, which is very ironic because Mark Zuckerberg also turned down, I believe it was a billion dollar offer from Yahoo or one of the dominant tech companies uh, back in the day. And they were saying, wow, I can't believe this kid turned down a billion dollars. Well, now the tides have turned and now he's making offers to uh, these uh, youngsters, if you will. And they refused it. Well, what Mark Zuckerberg turned or Facebook, I should say, turned around. What they did is they released the feature uh, stories on Instagram, not to mention Instagram was actually purchased as well. So, you know, that's their track uh, record of if, if you can't buy them, they release a feature that's going to beat them. And when stories came to Instagram and it then came to Facebook, and of course, they own WhatsApp as well. So that status feature is also the same a disappearing story. It goes away after 24 hours. From then, that was really the death nail in Snapchat. Yes, the company's still worth billions of dollars and still going, but it was on a steady decline ever since that feature. Couldn't buy him. He just released the feature and just pretty much beat him. I'm not going to go any deeper into that, but if you're really interested in this story about how uh, Facebook just sort of goes to war with all these apps, I highly recommend you listen to a podcast called Business Wars, and they did uh, it's various seasons, and they break up different companies and how they go to war, but the ones I'll recommend related to this is Facebook versus Snapchat, and then, again, they did... Instagram versus TikTok, and it really just breaks down and shows you how Facebook and or Meta now, as you would say, under Mark Zuckerberg's uh, leadership goes to war against these apps that were competing with them in the social media space. And it'll kind of give you an idea as to basically what they're going to do as far as how this whole Web uh, 3 space is going to develop and how they're going to try to get dominance in it. So, when it comes to this whole Web3 space and coming in, not only are they looking to dominate, they changed the entire company's name from Facebook Inc. to Meta. Now, that might just seem like, okay, that's just trying to get some free marketing, free publicity, what have you, because right now, this whole Web3 space is buzzing, and people are talking about metaverses, and most people are using it completely wrong. However, it's making headlines. So some people are just you know, skeptical and saying, oh, Facebook doesn't know what they're doing. They're just trying to get on the wave and get some free advertising. And of course, all the negative publicity has been on Facebook over the years. They just want to rebrand in this Web3 space and say, hey, guys, I'm cool again. Remember us? Well, I don't believe that is the case. I truly believe they're coming in to really um, not just get into the space, but they want to dominate the space. They want to be the hub for the space. And even just the name Meta, first of all, that kind of blows my mind that they would use such a a generic term because I I don't know how they're going to actually protect that brand because Metaverse is being used so much anyway. So the name the whole company Meta, well, whatever. Um, But definitely they think they can dominate it. But really, Meta is going to be such a a, a generic term such as Band-Aid at this point that is going to be hard to trademark. But anyways, they're definitely trying to do it so much so that I found an article from two weeks ago that a lady, an artist, was on Instagram and her um, her handle was at Metaverse. And the way Facebook and their whole, or I should say Instagram, Meta, whatever you want to call them, their whole uh, algorithm is set up to basically try to protect their name, what have you, it blocked her account. And this artist is on the platform for years as at Metaverse. And they had to issue an apology and say it was a computer and, and and you know, all that stuff saying it was an error and so forth and whatnot. But what I think really comes out to that and show, oh, quote, yes, she got her account back. But it really shows that they're coming into this space to be dominant. Right. And I remember back in. 2014 they purchased a company named Oculus. Oculus uh, is the they they make the VR goggles, huge VR goggles. Now they're rebranding it as Meta Quest and uh, Quest is the model of the VR goggles. Oculus it used to be uh the main company oculus.com which I'll leave the uh, the link to that in the show notes is still running but I'm pretty sure everything is going to be rebranded under Meta. They purchased um, Oculus for two point three billion dollars back in two thousand and fourteen, and I remember when that happened. A lot of people were scratching their heads, especially in the finance world. And if I'm not mistaken, um, I'm going off memory right now that the the stock actually dropped for a period of time because I remember because I, I follow a lot of finance. I watch you know the stock tickers and what have you, and see what's going on in the finance world. And all these analysts and quote-unquote experts were saying this is a dumb purchase. This kid is just reckless. He's making billion-dollar purchases. He needs uh, checks and balances, and he has too much power in his own company and so forth. And the stocks started to go down. They're very critical. But fast forwarding into where we are now, it's sort of like, wow, he was really looking that far ahead. We're talking seven, eight years in advance. Really, he had his eye on this whole VR space. So make no mistake about it. When he made that purchase and a lot of people were scratching their heads saying why. And believe it or not, even when he purchased Instagram for $1 million or $1 billion with a B, that was right before their ipo and i remember again all the analysts are going crazy saying he has too much power and they can't believe they would do such a reckless purchase before uh the ipo and and uh again that was his competition he bought it just pulled the trigger 1 billion dollars just boom stocks and, and and cash offer and that is how they he acquired these companies he's very aggressive so People that don't really understand this space and especially uh, the press and these analysts who are just, you know, just not even understanding anything that's really going on. They're just looking at dollars and so forth. I give him credit. He is seeing the future and he's really seeing where all of this is going. So much so that he uh, just kept building on it and now he's actually uh, looking to really get into the whole business space because especially with the pandemic and everything, everyone is just so integrated into Zoom and these conferences and remote work and everything. His whole vision now is it's, it's absolutely just mind-blowing to me and i'll leave a link to a summary of his whole presentation which is very long but uh it's 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 a it condenses everything down to really about 11 minutes and just showing what he's trying to do uh first of all there is vr and ar which vr is virtual reality and ar is augmented reality now uh vr is those huge big bulky goggles that we like to laugh at you know um Google has their, their board, which is basically a cardboard that you put over your, uh, your, your cell phone. And then there was Oculus at the time. Now it's going to be MetaQuest. And there's various companies that have these big bulky goggles. And I can even think of... Uh, they've been trying to do this for the longest time. I remember when I was, I think it was probably about fifth grade or so when Nintendo came out with their um, uh, v- Nintendo Virtual Boy, which was those goofy goggles and the whole game was red and what have you. So this is something that has really has been going on. They've tried to do this probably since like the 80s or so, maybe even before. But generally speaking, these are always big, bulky, expensive headsets that never really caught on. Well, Facebook believes that they could change, or excuse me, Meta believes that they could change this with this whole approach to uh, VR and their whole ecosystem that they're trying to build, which... Uh, includes horizon home and horizon world horizon home is basically like a, a an office space basically Uh, whether it is created by them or a third-party developer and they you can have meetings and, and different things in it in home and world is going to be as it sounds like a whole creative world where it's literally just these developers and artists and graphic designers can just create anything and then people can put these goggles on and start walking around and interacting in this world which is going to be just crazy but again just check out that video the link is in the show notes for that if you really want to see some of this stuff but AR, I think, is probably going to catch on more. And pretty much at this point, every company that has tried it, I know Google with their Google Glass and uh, Amazon has some glasses and a couple other companies have really failed in this AR space. B- basically, AR, augmented reality, it just overlays over the thing. So just imagine having a pair of glasses and uh, an image is overlaying and showing where uh, things are. And it reminds me a lot of uh, basically filters, right? If you've ever seen some of those filters on uh, Snapchat or wherever it is, where it puts in, you know, a mask or uh, makeup or whatever it is, and it just overlays it using the camera sensor over the picture. And then you see something, whether it be a character or just just editing how a person looks. Well, that's what AR really is. So AR is going to be glasses that basically does that, just augmenting the reality. And you're, you're using your eyes and just looking at the world around you. And whether it is putting furniture in a corner or adding characters into a room or whatever it is. That's what they're going to do. And I think that's going to catch on a little bit quicker because one, it's easier to do in theory. None of this stuff is really easy, right? But it doesn't require a whole world being built out. So right now, as we're seeing in this whole, uh, quote unquote, metaverse space with all these digital lands being sold via NFT sales and launches and what have you, and everyone's really racing to uh, create, quote unquote, the metaverse. I personally think there's going to be multiple metaverses. It's sort of like um, I don't th- it's not just the automobile. Right. There's many automobile makers. There's different companies. Uh, generally speaking, a Lamborghini and a Ford F-150 are going to do the same exact thing, move people and things from point A to point B. But they appeal to completely different people and uh, different use cases. So that's what I think this whole thing, which which is, again, it's laughable. But at the same time, I know he's dead serious on being, quote unquote, the metaverse. Uh, but uh, Facebook naming the company Meta and really trying to be that whole dominant space make no mistake about it, they are dead serious and they are trying to take this whole market for themselves, which is, again, not decentralized and not really in the spirit of Web3 and I think is why they're going to get a lot of criticism. But because I know how aggressive he is and I've watched him literally do this time and time again, when new technology comes out and different things, they pivot, they really grow the company and do sort of things to really stay on top of the game. Because Their game, their whole entire revenue base, it comes from advertising. And since they have the user base, they'll do anything to keep that user base, to keep their corporate dollars coming in to advertise on the platform. And this whole metaverse space is going to be a totally different type of advertising. Right now, when you're scrolling through your news feed and different things are popping up or you're looking through your messages and okay, something that's related to that because it's scanning all this stuff, that is one thing. But just imagine walking through a uh, digital world and literally things are coming out at you based on your preference and they're literally like in your face, they're fitting to your size of your character and everything, let's say it's clothing. And instead of saying, hey, try out this new Rolex watch, well, your character could have a Rolex watch on its wrist And you look down and then, wow, that looks really cool. I have a Rolex on my hand. So you're not only seeing it, but you're seeing it on yourself and being able to visualize and all sorts of things. So I really see this as being just crazy advertising. Have you ever seen uh, the movie Minority Report? Um, that's with Tom Cruise. I forget what year it came out, but it's an old movie. I think it came out when I was in high school. So maybe the early 2000s, right? And there is a scene when he's walking through a mall and it's literally uh, all, all the ads are calling out his name and uh, he's seeing himself in the the advertising and and the blue... And it is all tailored and custom to him. Now, that seemed like it was absolutely crazy at the time. And I was thinking, wow, like that is just mind blowing. But really, where we have come, that is exactly what Facebook and Google and and, and all these companies are doing, Microsoft. So now imagine that in a 3D digital immersive world, that's going to be absolutely crazy. So I expect Facebook, uh, I mean, uh, Meta, it's so hard. I'm still saying um. Facebook after all these years, I expect Meta to really take this space dead serious and they're not going away. And they have the budget, they have the lawyers, they have the teams, the engineers, and they have bought so many companies over the years that really they're digging in. They're going to fight tooth and nail. I know our regulators and in and, and Congress and everyone is trying to uh, downsize uh, what how much power and influence they have. I really see themselves digging in. I say, all right, they might concede the whole Web2 social media world Break up some of their platforms or whatever and just double down on the future because, you know, regulators, as I've said many times, are not even ready to sort through all of this stuff. And he's looking at the future. He's looking at growth. He already has billions of users. Facebook and social media can only grow but so much more. But this new frontier is amazing. And that is why I believe he tried to get that Libra uh, digital currency, uh, crypto, whatever it is that he's actually doing. Um, it was supposed to be a stable coin pegged to the dollar. And uh, that was just met with so much um, uh, backlash that, you know, a lot of these uh, partner companies that were supposed to be on the board, you know, like Visa and all those guys, like a lot of them pulled out. And as far as I know, that project was dead on arrival, but um, they're trying to rebrand it, relaunch it, and have it in this whole ecosystem of everything that they're trying to do in Web3. I really expect them to have uh, NFT markets, have their own blockchain. I really do see that coming and just everything because, I mean, as I said, aggressive, forward-thinking, with deep pockets, that makes him very dangerous in the space. So what do you think about this? Do you think Facebook is going to be quote unquote, the metaverse, meaning they're going to dominate this space? Or do you think in true decentralized nature, no one player is going to be able to dominate? What do you think? I'd love to hear your thoughts, your comments. Please hit me up on Twitter or send me an email, whatever it is. Uh, My contact information is in the show notes, but as usual, I will see you in the next one. Later.